Hi everyone, this is Tyler Martin, the host of the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast, the podcast that is dedicated to teaching busy people how to develop lifelong fitness habits and fit sustainable diet and exercise into their life. In today's episode, I'm going to talk about how to measure your body composition and set body composition goals like body fat percentage, body weight, and muscle mass. I think at some point, most of us have wanted to make some type of a change to our physique, but it can be difficult to actually establish where you currently are in terms of body composition and what types of goals would make sense for you. So my goal on the podcast is to bring some clarity to this whole process and teach you the easiest way to measure where you currently are and set goals for where you want to be in the future. Okay, so let's dive right into the topic of how to measure body composition and set body composition goals. First, what exactly do I mean when I say body composition? Well, your body composition is the percentage of your total body weight that comes from many different substances like muscle, fat, bone, connective tissue, organs. But when it comes to your physical fitness, we are mostly paying attention to the percentage of your weight that comes from body fat and muscle because those are the substances that we can manage through diet and exercise. If you want to get the general benefits of physical fitness, you should at least aim for a body fat percentage that allows you good mobility so that you can live an active lifestyle and you want a body fat that is low enough to reduce your risk of chronic disease such as heart disease. You may choose to bring body fat levels down even lower than what it takes to just get those benefits, but in most cases that would really be done more for some type of personal or, or aesthetic purpose. Now when it comes to muscle mass, and it's generally brought upon health benefits, most people will want to aim to build strength and maybe build some lean muscle mass to prevent muscle degeneration um, and the eventual loss of mobility that just comes naturally with aging. So this process of muscle loss usually starts, it happens to everybody, and it usually starts sometime in your 30s and it generally starts to noticeably affect mobility sometime in your 50s if you're not doing any kind of strength training or anything preventative to stop it from happening. So it's important to measure your body composition so you know if you're in a healthy range when it comes to both body fat and muscle mass. And then based on where you fall, you can set body composition goals such as fat loss or mass gain or maybe maintaining your current body composition if you're in a good place. And then from there, you can build a fitness plan that supports whatever your goal is. So how do you actually measure your body composition? Well, you need three basic measurements to get started. You need to know your height, your body weight, and your body fat percentage. So over the next couple of minutes, I'll just talk about how to take these measurements, how to use them to determine your actual body composition, and then we'll look at setting some actual body composition goals. Let's talk about the easiest measurement to take, which is your height. 
you probably already know your height. A lot of people do, but if you want to be sure just for accuracy, accuracy, get a measuring tape, uh, mark your height against a wall, and then just measure the mark to determine your exact height. And if need be, you can have somebody help you make the mark, and that's it for height. That's probably the easiest one to take. The next measurement you need to take is body weight. So obviously, you're going to need a scale. If you don't have one, I recommend buying a digital scale that is accurate down to the tenth of a pound. Now, these can be a little bit more expensive, but the extra accuracy that they provide, I personally find to be worth the extra money. Now, here are a few things that I do recommend when you're weighing yourself. First, you want to check your weight in the morning when you're on an empty stomach. This will give a more accurate weight reading because you won't have eaten or drank any liquid since the night before. You also um, want to be sure to use the bathroom before checking your weight. And also for accuracy, you should weigh yourself with no clothes on so the weight reading doesn't get skewed by what you may be wearing. These are all just little things that you can do to make sure day to day when you start to compare weights over time that nothing is throwing off the measurement and you're being as accurate as you can. Um, the third measurement that you need to take is your body fat percentage. The most accurate way to do this at home is to buy a pair of body fat calipers, which kind of look like a weird pair of plastic pliers, I guess is the best way to describe them. You can buy an inexpensive pair of calipers. Probably the easiest thing to do is to order them through Amazon, but you can also find calipers at any sporting goods store, and even some drug stores will carry a pair or two. Um, while it's possible to spend hundreds of dollars on really nice body fat calipers, you can pick up a pretty inexpensive pair that'll be accurate enough for our purposes for probably less than $30. In a nutshell, the calipers measure a pinch of skin at certain different points on your body, and it uses those measurements to estimate your overall body fat percentage. Where you actually measure the skin folds is going to depend on the type of calipers that you buy, the type of formula that is meant to be used with those calipers for the calculation, and your biological gender, whether you're male or female, plays a role as well. Most of the calipers come with pretty detailed instructions in the box, so just follow those to see where to measure and how to calculate your overall body fat once you've, you've taken the skin folds. You should know ahead of time, though, that the locations where you take your skin fold measurements are usually different for men and women. And again, the instructions that come with your calipers will show probably one set of instructions for men and another one for women. And one other thing to know is that if you are in the obese body fat range, which for men is a body fat percentage above 25%, or for women, it's above 32%. Unfortunately, body fat calipers are going to be less accurate at estimating what your true body fat percentage really is. And this is the case because people in the obese category 
store a significant amount of body fat in internal body cavities, which is difficult to estimate by just pinching skin folds, you know, on the exterior of your, of your frame. But this doesn't mean that you shouldn't use skin fold calipers um, if you're on the heavier side because skin fold calipers will still be a good way to measure changes over time. Plus, your measurements will start to become more accurate as your body fat percentage starts to come down. All right, so we've covered how to take all the critical measurements, so height, weight, and body fat percentage. With these three numbers, you'll be able to estimate how much muscle mass you're actually carrying on your frame. And while you may not be interested in bulking up or bodybuilding, it is important to have an understanding of what your muscularity is, whether it's low or average or high for your size, because this can have implications on what your overall fitness goals should be. So the easiest way to estimate your muscularity at home is to use what's called the free fat mass index, and it's normally called FFMI for short. FFMI is very similar to the much more common BMI or body mass index, which is a measure of the relationship between your total body weight and your height. Instead, FFMI is a measure of the relationship between your lean mass and your height. So basically, it examines your total body weight minus the weight of body fat to estimate how much muscle you're carrying on your frame. So how do you actually calculate FFMI? Well, if you want to do it manually, there are two different formulas that you have to use to do the whole calculation. But honestly, this is pretty complicated, so I really don't recommend doing it manually. I'll put a link to those formulas in the show notes if you're interested in going that route. It is much easier to calculate your FFMI using an online calculator or an app of some kind. So I happen to have a free fitness calculator on my website that can calculate FFMI. So I would recommend just using that. So just go to frictionfactorfitness.com and then you click on, I believe it's Friction Factor Fitness Calculator. It's up near the top of the page. I'm just going to assume that most people listening are going to take that route and use the calculator on my site. So I'm going to go into a little bit more detail on using my calculator specifically. But most other FFMI calculators that you can find on the internet pretty much work the same way. But in my tool, you're going to want to go to the body measurements section and you'll just enter your weight, your body fat percentage, your height, your age, and also your sex. Then from here, the tool will automatically start to do calculations. So it will provide you with your FFMI and my calculator also will give you an estimated muscularity based on what that number is. In other words, it'll tell you, you know, based on your FFMI index number, if your muscularity is in the low or the average or the distinctly muscular range for your height and for your sex. And then the nice thing is that 
my calculator also tells you what body fat percentage category you actually fall into based on your percentage number. So it'll tell you if you're in the average category or the fit category or the overweight category, so on. Once you know your muscularity and body fat category, um, you'll be in a position to start setting some basic body composition goals. The main goals you need to set are a body fat percentage, muscularity goal, and a total body weight goal. I recommend setting your body fat percentage target first because it'll probably be a heavy influence on your weight goal and probably on your approach to strength training and muscularity. So how do you actually set a target body fat percentage? Well, it's ultimately up to the individual. It's your life and you set your own goals. But as I said earlier, it is a fact that you are at a significantly higher risk of chronic disease and other health issues if you maintain a body fat percentage that's in the overweight or obese ranges. And then likewise, people who are significantly underweight are also at a higher risk of health issues and complications. So in general, I think it's fair to say that most reasonable people would like to avoid the risk of disease and health complications if they can. So the most common problem generally is having too much body fat. That tends to be the more prevalent issue. So I'll spend more time looking at it through that lens. So if you do aim to reduce your body fat, I recommend that most people aim to reach the acceptable body fat category as a first step. And the acceptable category is a fat percentage between 25 and 31% for women and between 18 and 24% for men. Now beyond that, you may choose to go lower, to drop your body fat percentage lower than that down into the fit range or the athletic range. But again, that's really more of a personal choice. It probably won't bring any significant improvement in terms of lowering your, your risks for disease and things like that. So it really would probably come down more to aesthetics, to you know a physique goal that you have or something like that. Now, I will caution against going too low. Getting a body fat percentage down you know, below 13% for women or below 5% for men is also problematic. It can be dangerous, so you, you don't want to get down into that essential body fat range. So how do you set a target body fat percentage? If you're using the calculator I just talked about on my website, it's, it's really pretty easy. Um, you just want to start playing with plugging in different body fat percentage numbers into the calculator that are lower than your current body fat percentage. And doing this will show you how your fat category will would change if you were to reach that lower percentage. So for instance, if a man that is currently in the obese category at 200 pounds and he has 25% body fat, he could change his fat percentage in the calculator to 20%. And that would, that would show him that at a 20% fat, 
he would then be in the acceptable body fat range. So once you decide on a target fat percentage, and, and do what I just said, go through that process, plug in some hypothetical numbers to see what percentage would you need to get down to to initially reach that acceptable range. Once you've gone through that process and you decide on a target percentage, there's actually a field in my calculator where you can plug in your target percentage. And then once you do that, the calculator will also tell you exactly how much fat you would need to lose to reach that percentage. And it tells you what your target weight would be if you were to reach that fat percentage. And this makes using a calculator, an automatic calculator, so nice because in just a few minutes, you can have your target fat percentage and your target weight without doing a whole lot of work. Okay, so once you have a target weight and body fat percentage, what about a muscularity goal? Unless you're getting into competitive bodybuilding or some equivalent to that, I wouldn't recommend trying to set a quantitative muscle development goal like gaining 5 or 10 or 20 pounds of muscle mass in some period of time. I say this mainly because everybody is different. All people are capable of increasing their muscle mass, but there are all kinds of factors that play into that. Age, sex, genetics, diet, how much sleep you get, intensity of your training, all these things, and there are probably more that I've missed, that influence what is possible for someone to achieve in terms of muscle. So if you set a quantitative goal, you may be setting yourself up for disappointment, especially if you're trying to gain muscle and you're not gaining at the rate that you hope for. So this is why I recommend setting what I call a directional muscularity goal. And a, a directional goal is exactly what it sounds like. It indicates the direction you want to head, but without attaching a specific quantity to it. So in this context, you really have two choices. You can aim to maintain your current muscle mass while focusing more on developing strength, or you can focus on building more muscle. But just remember that building muscle mass is going to be accompanied uh, by some body fat gain as well. If you're like most people, you're probably aiming to reduce your body fat, at least in the beginning. So initially, your muscularity goal should probably be to maintain your current level of muscularity while focusing on building up some strength. You may build a little bit of muscle during the fat loss process, but it's not likely to be very significant. Building significant amounts of muscle mass really requires eating more calories per day than your body needs to maintain its, itself. And this just won't be the case for anybody that's being effective at reducing their body fat because they're going to be eating fewer calories than their body needs every day so that they can reduce fat. So if you're a person who has reservations about doing strength training in general because you're afraid of building big bulky muscles, it's important for you to understand that you really have nothing to worry about. If you're strength training, but you're not eating a surplus of calories to build a significant amount of muscle mass, then you won't build a significant amount of muscle mass. So there's really nothing to worry about. In general, 
I really like the goal of focusing on increasing muscular strength just as a general muscle goal for the average person because it's a performance-based goal that is easy to measure. So if you were only able to do eight reps of an exercise in your previous workout, but now you can do 10 reps, then you know that you've gotten stronger, which also means that you've at least maintained your muscle mass. So, okay, that, that is really it when it comes to setting basic body composition goals. Today we talked about how to measure your current body composition, starting by checking your height, your body weight, and your body fat percentage. And then using these measurements, you can use the fitness calculator on my website or really any others out there to determine your current body fat category and your level of muscularity for your height and your gender. And then last, we talked about how you can use measurements on my online calculator to set some reasonable body fat, body weight, and muscular development goals or targets. So the next step is really to give it a try. Get yourself a measuring tape, a bathroom scale, and order a, a pair of calipers from Amazon and take your measurements. Visit my site, plug in your numbers, and set some initial goals for yourself. And as always, please send me your questions, your comments. Um, you can reach me by using the contact tab on my website. I definitely want to hear from listeners, and I plan to start addressing listener questions and comments in future episodes, so keep those coming. Thanks again for listening to the Friction Factor Fitness Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or found it valuable, please subscribe, please like, and please share with others who you think may find it helpful. Also, please check out my website, frictionfactorfitness.com, where you can access more content, access my free fitness calculator tool, and download a free teaser of the first three chapters of my new book, The Friction Factor, The Busy Person's Guide to Sustainable Diet and Exercise, which is launching in March of 2023 and is now available for pre-order. Thanks again for listening, and stay tuned for future episodes.